0: So, so first of all, first of all, not only is this a Rosh uh, for Brayan but it's also it's also Chanukah Sabbaius, a big Mazel Tov to Rosh Chaim on and, and moving into the new home over here. Shvi should be Zaycha to all the brachas that come with the Shkina Daisha being in your home, because the Shkina is for sure here, Torah and Chesed that you do for for uh, for everyone for all of Klal Yisrael. be Zaycha to all the brachas that come with. Establishing a home that's going to be on its way to Eretz Yisrael. That's it, that's it. She's going to have the nachas from the whole mishpacha and simcha and gezon from everybody. Adav Yisrael Tzedek. All right, so, so it's, already, it's It's a little bit late. I don't know about you. I'm a little tired. I do the rest of you. So, Okay, yeah, there you go. Right, so let me share with you, uh, you know, an idea that we find something that's negated to the month of Tammuz and also Chanukah Sabayi's also. So you know there's a cloth from the Sefer Yitsirah, as we know, that every single month is connected to a particular letter of the alphabet. it's well known, and a particular Kaych uh, and the Nefesh Adam. So it says in Sefer Yetzirah, there's different Gersayis in it, but the Gersayis of the Arizal is that Himlech Oyes Ches b the Tamas B'Shamah. The month of Thomas is connected with the letter Chas, the letter Chas, and the Kayach of Ru'iyah, the of Singh. Okay, so I mean, we have to understand what exactly is, does that mean, what exactly is it in the letter Chas, what does it do with Riyah? and uh, more importantly, based on that, what's our vayta during this month? So, you know, this month, you know, whenever you, there's certain, obviously there's, you know, every month has like uh, some historical, major historical event that takes place. But sometimes you have uh, a historical event that swallows up the entire month. The entire month is completely you know, enwrapped in this, in this event. And so the month of Tammuz is a month like that, where you had the sending of the Meraglim, the whole in of the Meraglim going to Eretz Yisrael and so on, from it's parashat, parashat so uh, it started from Rosh Chodesh Tamaz, and they came back uh, you know, 40 days later is, uh, you know, to Shabbat and so on that time. And so the entire month of Tammuz is encapsulated with that inion of the Shiloh HaMorakon. So, so it must be that if that's, you know, that, that's a major thing that went wrong during, during the month of Tamaz, the truth is not only that, even earlier we know that Shabbat with Tamaz, that's when the Luchas Rishonis were broken. Which means if you think about it, what could have been, on with Thomas, which should have been the month of Thomas, the month of Thomas should have been Mamish lit up with the light of the first luchas. But instead of that, obviously we lost the first luchas, and we only have the second luchas to replace them with. And so there's a lot of things that need to be fixed during the month of Thomas. So let's understand a little bit of that Indian. what went wrong, Tavka, with the Muragum, that Indian, and how it relates to luchas Roshanitz and luchas Roshnias, and we'll see exactly... Maybe a little bit of what our Voidah can be to be Misak in the month of Thomas and to uh, you know bring back the light of Thomas all right so, so let me share with you uh, a Torah that we have from the rocketsho okay it's a tur that we have that he explained what's going on with the maroglinm what exactly you know what the marogm is so we'll see where that takes us so I'm not going to quote all the my requirements that the rocketshofer you know uses to show this far but just a little bit of a of a peek into what the Raga Tshavah says. So the Gemara says that we know that, again, in the last by the Muraglim, so they come back with a negative report, right? And we know that it's just Yeshiva Benun and Kalev Ben Yifuna that see positive. So in the Pasuk, Yeshiva uh, Benun is pretty silent. All we have Yeshiva speaking is that he speaks with Kalev and saying, saying that the land is very, very good. But in terms of of, of actually, like on his own giving uh, giving chizik to the to the, to the call of Yisrael, we don't find such a thing. Vayhash so, koliv. Koliv is the one that speaks up. But the Gemara Saita tells us that no, Yishuv was not completely silent. So, wasn't just sitting there and Koliv was the only one talking. He tried. Yishuv tried. He tried. But the Moraglim <clears throat> shut him down by calling him the following by saying about him the following sentence, and this sort of silenced him. The Maraglim said about him, Reish Katiya. Reish ketiyah. You're going to say something, Reish Katiya. What does Reish Katiya mean? So, literally, the word Reish means a head, and Katiya means cut off. It's mean, uh, you're a head that's cut off. What does that mean? So, the Gemara doesn't really elaborate why that, like what type of shtach that was, and why that silenced you, known from the Maraglim. Rashi Taich the Reish means that Reish, you're, uh, you're one of the Maraglim, which means that you were one of the. Heads of the Shvatim, you were the head of Shevet Ephraim that you were sent with uh, uh, Menashe, right? Yeah. Not, a we'll it's a okay. Right. Ephraim. Okay. Yeah, Ephraim. So he was he was the Roish of of Ephraim in that way, but Ketiya, Ketiya means that you don't have Yarshim. You know, he had daughters and no sons. So rosh Ketiya, a head that's cut off, doesn't have any direst coming of sons. Okay. As Rashi, the Gemara. The problem is, first of all. Why does that make him not a baldover to give his opinion about what he saw in Eretz Yisrael? I mean, so the fact that he doesn't have sons, maybe what? Bechlel, what does that have to do with being a reish? I mean, so he's the head of the, of the tribe, he's one of the gedoli hadar, but he's also Katiya. As if those two things are contradictory on some level. Like, what what, what is, does that mean? So the Rogot has a different mahalach. or warf has a different uh, approach. The mahalach is like this, the kitzer. In Chazal, we find a little bit of astira in terms of our Kenyan in Eretz Yisrael. Where does that come from? When did it start? Mitzarecha, There's a whole slew of ma'amekayim from Chazal that say that Eretz Yisrael is from the other sect of Right? Avram Avinu goes to Moran Basra, Avram Avinu goes by La la'argel arach, but he walks up the breadth and length of Eretz Yisrael and the Gemara says in Babassar according to the most opinions of Babassar there was Maram Kenyan. he was kind to Eretz Yisrael Chazoka, and so on and so we uh, have many, many Gemaras that say such a Lashon that Eretz Yisrael is Muchzekes it's Muchzek by us already from the time of the Alvis actuation. so that's one I guess Siba that's one source of our Kenyan is that going back to Avramavinu, Avinu that promise of Hashem Yisbarach and even the Kenyan that Avramavinu Avinu makes Bitzat Shani, If of all their places in Chazal that the Kenyan, the Rambam specifically talks about this also in a, in a number of places, that the Kinyan of Eretz Yisrael that we have was a Kenyan through Kibish Molchama. Kibish Molchama, the Klay Yisrael, the Machna, the camp of the Jewish army, Machna Yisrael, enters into the land. And through Kibish Molchama, we conquer Eretz Yisrael. So it's a little bit of a stira. So which one is it? So the Roget says like this. The Roget says that they're both true. There's a side of Eretz Yisrael, a Kinyan of Eretz Yisrael that we have from other and there's another Kenyan that we have, Mitzat Kibosh Mohamah, that when the Jewish camp, the Jewish army, when Kal Yisrael sort of advances and enters into the land and sort of like overtakes it in that way, that also creates an acquisition that creates a Kenyan, and they're different, they're fundamentally different. The Raghav explains like this, he says the Kenyan that takes place through Chazakah, so that's a regular Kenyan, and when I say regular, it means it's a Kenyan that any individual person can make, right, I mean like, so, so Avram Avinu was kind of the land, and you could uh, be kind of a piece of property too, if, if the you know if it's a piece of hefker or someone selling it to you and so on. It's a it's a kinyan, and the way kinyanim work is that what it is that you want to be kind of that's what you do the maisek kinyan on. So if I want to be kind of you know a can of soda, whatever it is, a can of seltzer, so it's in the top, and There's ways to be kind of that. So I do an act to this particular object. Let's say. Haqbal or Meshich, whatever the case may be, or Kinikeseth certain, in certain ways, and that creates a Kenyan in this object itself. So Chazaka is like that too. So in other words, the acquisition that we have to Eretz Yisrael through Chazaka is directly the area that was Mughzak, the area that the Kenyan took place on. That's ground ground level. That's the, that's the area that was Nick but says the Roger there's a different way when it comes to Kibish Mulchama, and again, the whole Sulvamah comes to prove this. When it comes to Kibish Mulchama, when Kla Yisrael as an entity, as a Machna, come and sort of overtake uh, an area in, in a way of conquest, that's a different way of Kenyan. That's a Kenyan that's not actually directly acquiring the property that they're standing on. What's happening with that acquisition is that what they're really acquiring is, it's almost like a house, they're acquiring a frame and a certain gvulim, the boundaries, the borders of Eretz Yisrael. That's what's being established. And automatically when these boundaries and borders are established, then automatically the area contained within it is theirs. So there's such a thing, for example, in halacha, we find this in many halachas, many cases like this, where there's such a thing as kadushas mechitzas. Kedushas means that there's an area, but that area is enclosed. It's an enclosed area. There's many halachas about this. Uh, Ir miklat. There's other kedushas. But the There are certain areas which are, which are defined as open territory, and then there's areas that are defined by a certain mezgeras, by a gavul, by a boundary, by a border. Said the ragachaver, the eretz yisrael is not just an open piece of land that. Kalah Yisrael acquired, and it happens to be at some point the land that we acquired stops, and the land that the um Asylum own begins. The way to look at Eretz Yisrael is you have to look at it as if it's an area that's enclosed by imaginary walls. Walls to the side, and even walls above, and walls beneath. And those imaginary borders are borders that they themselves are, sat, are, are, are also Kedush also so, in other words, said the when Eretz Yisrael is acquired through Kibish melchama, what's happening is is that the Eretz Yisrael is being reframed, as opposed to just being an open territory, open land that at some point ends and chutzlars begins. What's happening is is that that whatever the shir is, that mashu, that little mashu of territory which is beyond Eretz Yisrael, which is now chutzlars. That mashu is actually now considered Eretz Yisrael, but are considered to be the board, the mechitzes of Eretz Yisrael. And the mechitzes of Eretz Yisrael also have some sort of quasi-halachic status of Eretz Yisrael too. They're the mechitzes of Eretz Yisrael. So all of a sudden, said the Raghatshavur, by the conquest of Mohammed, you now have a whole different way of viewing Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is not just an open area where it's like, either it's Eretz Yisrael or when you get to a certain spot, it's now 100% chutzlertz. No, no, no. That's not the way Eretz Yisrael is now viewed. That's, that's the way it can be viewed if it's just purely with chazakah. Because what you're acquiring is that particular area. And that area that you're acquiring is 100% yours. It's 100% Eretz Yisrael. And an area that you did not acquire, that you did not step foot on, that's not yours. And there's no buffer zone at all. There's no buffer zone at all. Eretz Yisrael is open territory, and it's right next to and There's nothing in between. But with Kibish Mokhamma, as a shavar, it's not like that. Kibish Mokhamma means that the Eretisrol is now considered to be a place that is Mugbal. It's Mugdar by Mechitzas. It has Mechitzas on the side of it, and even theoretically, even the airspace. There's, uh, there's a, the, the airspace is now Eretisrol with a Mechitz above it, and even underneath the ground, so to speak, like all the way down, somehow, there's, conceptually speaking, there's a Mechitz underneath. And Eretisrol proper is Eretz Yisrael proper, but that Whatever you know, the inch or two, whatever the, the, of that conceptual mechitza that surrounds it, is not just pure chutzlarts. It's it's the mechitza of Eretz Yisrael, and the mechitza of Eretz Yisrael has some quasi status of Eretz Yisrael to it as well. And the Rogatchover talks about this. What would be if you were to theoretically, you know, plant a little, you know, a Brussels sprout or something, you know, in that theoretical place of the mechitza of Eretz Yisrael? What would that have a halachic status of? It was a and so on. It's not it's not chutzlarz even though it would have been Chutz if it would just be with regular Kinech because that's not officially Eretz Yisrael territory. Now it's considered to be the Mechitz of Eretz Yisrael. And that's what Eretz Yisrael is. Eretz Yisrael now becomes this place that's contained, that's Mugdar, that's Mugbal, that's, that's, that's separated from the rest of the world. And to separate an area from the rest of the world, you need Mechitz, <laughs> even conceptual Mechitz. Okay, so fine. And that's the Kiddush of Kibosh Mohammed. Says the Raghad this was... The Machloikis, so to speak, or the, the 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 philosophy of the Miraglim, what the miraglim, the problem the Miraglim had, R' says like this: When they went to Eretz they wanted, they, they 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 were hoping to love the land. They were hoping to love the land, but what the Miraglim's plan was is they did not want Eretz to be a place that's Mugdar by mechitzes. They did not want Eretz to be conquered with a Kenyan Kibesh Murchal. They wanted Eretz Yisrael to be conceptually open, and they wanted Eretz Yisrael only to be acquired based on regular chazaka. And therefore, the intention of the Mraglam was that they were going to go, this is not what Moshe Rabbeinu sent them, but their intention was, we're going to go to Eretz Yisrael as representatives of our Shvatim, and we are going to make Kenyan chazaka, we're going to reinforce the chazaka that was made by Avram Avinu, and that is going to be the way that Kalal Yisrael are going to enter into Eretz Yisrael through us, not with Kibbutz Intentionally, we're not going to be conquering the land. We're going to intentionally be doing or reinforcing Kirin Khazak. Chazak. And by doing so, said the Raghetshaver, what, what, what would have established going forward is, Eretz Yisrael would not have this quality of Mechitzas. Eretz Yisrael would not be an area that is separated from the rest of the world by these conceptual walls. It would be open. And you would have area that's either Eretz Yisrael 100% or Mahometh and they will be, uh, you know, like, like they will be next to each other. There wouldn't be any, any separation at all between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlertz in that way, in that, in, that, in that concept. That was the intention of the Rav. But because the Rabbanu says says the, the Rav because the Rabbanu did not want Eretz Yisrael to be owned like that, although it started like that with the Rav the Rabbanu intention is that Eretz Yisrael should be mukif mechitzes, should have this idea of being separated, being isolated. Because of that, says the Shavar, the Rebellion Shalom put in the hearts of the Moraglam this Indian that they shouldn't like the land. And because they didn't like the land, they're not interested in being kind. Of it, which allows room for when Yeshubnun later on, 40 years later, comes into the land, he comes with Kibish Muhammad. So says the Ragah, an amazing thing. The Moraglam themselves would have loved Eretz Yisrael. The reason why they didn't love it. It's because Rav poisoned their hearts to stop them from having a, from making a kin in Chazaka. Because Rav wanted to be with Kibish Mochamah, and only Kibish Mochamah. Said the Rav this is what the Maraglim were saying to Yeshua Benun, Rosh what I mean. So he, he brings you to a Gemara by Vasra. The Gemara, it's based on a Gemara over there. The Rav says, the whole idea of Shevet Yosef being divided into two Shvat, the and then Ephraim, Right? And then, sort of having sort of thirteen shvatim, uh, that's only true if Eretz Yisrael is being conquered through Kibish Muhammad. When it comes to kibush Muhammad, and then Menashe and Ephraim are divided into two into two shvatim in terms of in terms of uh, army, right? Like in like by the when the kaisar were counted, they were counted yoytzei right? So Menashe has his legions and Ephraim has his legions, and since so so not only they divided up in terms of army. But the truth is, the ability of taking one shavat and sort of dissecting it into two, fine. You can do that. That's how armies work. That's how Kalayis told to make such a decision as You can do such a thing. But if you if you were only basing it on the Chazaka of Avraham Avinu going back and sort of reinforcing that old Kenyan of Avraham Avinu, then it's not up to Yaakov Avinu to decide. oh You know what? Yosef is going to be two shvatim. It's not up to him. Eretz was already nicked from Avram Avinu, and the way of Avram Avinu, it was ready. It was ready. Uh, <coughs> prophesized, Hashem is brought told Avram there's going to be twelve shvatim, and so that's how the Kenyan was set up from the time of Avram Avinu. That Yosef is one shavit. This whole inning of Yosef being divided into two shvatim. That's, uh, and therefore Eretz Yisrael will be divided amongst Yosef in two separate uh, Shvatim in, the, in such a way, that's assuming as if the, the, that the Kenyan that Klai Yisrael are creating when they enter into Eretz Yisrael in that way of 13 Shvatim, as if it's like a new Kenyan. But if all that was happening is reinforcing the old Kenyan of Ramavim, it's not up it to them to decide the rules and regulations of how the land should be split up. You're just reinforcing the old Kenyan. The old Kenyan was based on 12 Shvatim. So says the Raguachover. The whole idea of there being two Shvatim and Yishu Benon being the head of what of the second of of the younger Chelak of Yosef, and him being assumed as his own Nasi, that itself was against the whole sheet of the maragul. Well What the Meraglim wanted was just to reinforce the old Kenyan of Avraham Avinu, and that old Kenyan does not recognize Yosef being divided into two Shvatim. The only of Yosef being divided into two Shvatim, that's an army Indian It's a Kibish Mochamid Kenyan. And so says the Rogatchover. What they're saying to, to, to Yisshuvon is, "What do you have? A, you're not a bardei over here. Roish are you're, you're, Roish Katiya does mean that you don't have children. You don't have uh, your sons. Roish means that you, you the, the, the the fact that you're the nasi, the fact that you're the head of your particular shavit it's cut off. The whole thing is, uh, the whole thing is, uh, our intention is to cut you off. You, you don't have a, you don't have a over here because because you you don't. The whole inion of your of of your mishpach of a frame being its own shavit it's bechelal, not true. It's bechelal coming from a place that the maraglem that that That's what they're disagreeing on. They disagree on Yisshuva not having such a having such an inyan. Now the Rogatchover goes on to say, it's an amazing thing. This inyan of the Ravonish Shlomim, the Shalom was so interested in Eretz Yisrael being a place that has mechitzas and sort of is surrounded by walls, as if it's a bias, right? That we're entering into. And that's why, by the way, it's interesting. I mentioned that the month of Tammuz, that's when that's when the Meraglim come into Eretz Yisrael, and it's the letter Ches. The letter Ches, the Tsur the letter Ches. Rishon point this out. The Tsur of the letter Ches is what? It's like it's Tsur of Pesach. It's like you're entering into a place that's Mukaf Mechitzas. That's what Eretz Yisrael should have been. This inion of Eretz Yisrael being a place of Mukaf Mechitzas, and we know that Eretz Yisrael is what Kimitzin Teitz V'Arasham Yishalayim. Eretz Yisrael is the physical place on earth that is the embodiment of Yiddishkeit itself. Yiddishkeit, like the Ramban famously says, comes to life, Davka in Eretz So therefore, we even find by Harsinai, the Rokhachov has is this, that even by Harsinai, the Ramban Shulam has this inyan that the Torah should be given Davka in a place with Gvulim, with Gedarim, that there's a Mechitzas. The last thing that the the Hashanah says, is Lake go down, what? And make sure that the Mechitzas are set up properly. And Mechitzas says, I, I did that three days ago. What no. Do it now. Do it now. Do it yeah, now. Why? Yeah, yes, because that's the Indian. There's some. We have to explain what this is, but there's some inyan that Yiddishkeit, that the greatness of Yiddishkeit comes with this inyan of the book of Mechitzas. Eretz is like that. Harsina is like that. And says the Rokhachar an amazing thing. Without that, he has a lashon that without this inyan of, of Mechitzas, if Eretz Yisrael would have been acquired by the Miraglim reinforcing the old kingdom of Avraham without any, without this musig of Kedushas Mechitzas, then of the Tikvasmi he says, Kalei would have been lost forever. It would not have a kiyam. Everything would have fallen apart. There wouldn't have been a kiyam. He says such a thing that, uh, there's a few washanis in Chazal, where there's such a thing that, uh, that Nechoshim, snakes, are found between, between the fences. And says the rugged Shavar with, even with mechitzas, we have enough of a hard time with the nachash. There will be no mechitzas at all. The amount of the sekvahs and would have been the end. Everything would have been lost. Right, so, so, what does this mean? What does this mean? So, uh, you know, in a, in a simple level, what would have been with Lukas rishinus? So, like I said, with Thomas, we would have got the luchos rishinus. So, the Gemara says in the Darim, based on a pasuk of that the more anger there is, the more need there is for wisdom. Chazal say that if it w- if we, if it wasn't for the sin of the egel Hazov and the Miraglim and all these averes, and we would have been Zaychet, the light of the Luchas Rishonis, then what would Yiddishkeit look like? Yiddishkeit would look very different than what it looks today. Yiddishkeit would look like like we all in the, term, in the language of Chazal, all we would be given, all we would need is chamishicham sheitayroh, and say for Yeshua, which is about Eretz Yisrael and Zel. But because of the Averis, because of the chet egal, all these things, we don't have that. Now we need Tarsh peh. In other words, Ptzaldeik. Will the svarim explain that? Here is the basic difference. The luchas rishonis would have given us a Yiddish guide Without mechitzas, it wouldn't need to have machitas. It would have been a yiddishkeit. What yiddishkeit with absolute confidence, but there's no fear of anything from the outside polluting us. There will be no no. Even if there are, there is an enemy. There will be no fear from an enemy. You would a, a yiddishkeit that's full of taqifas. Hashem It will be having a level of tikkufas. That's why the the luchos and the, the Torah chsav and the tar that's connected with the Luchas rishonis. Chazal make a point of this, is that it's connected with, with Chazal, and the talks about this, that the Pasuk says, V'y'allakim Arkita Hashem's the, the light, that it was good. That's connected to the Luchas Rishan, because because seeing the light of lukas Rishonis means a, 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 a certain strength that comes from that. When a person, you know, now we have uh, one of the most important, I should say most important, but very, very Chosh of Indian in our lives, is Loy Sasurahlakh and Shmir naim, Right? Especially this time of year Shmir naim. Shmir naim means that you, you have to you have to keep in because there's there's things lurking around the corner that you might not be aware of and you can't be overly confident of just allowing your gaze to see everything because you never know what's going to be around the corner. But the Indian of vayar Kimisar arkitaiv, what would have been if it wasn't for the chayt, is what? is that you could, let, you, you, you could allow your eyes to see because there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to possibly be a threat to you. It's, it's open territory. It's open territory. The, so in, but instead of that re'iya, instead of that absolute confident vision of just being out in the open, of seeing beyond your little mezgeris, that would have been with the first Lucas, what was replaced with that is what? Instead of re'iya, It's been replaced with yira, fear, and the fear of the second luchas is the fear that comes with a Jew, not being certain within themselves about what's about what happens if they venture out. What happens if the mechitzas break down? Of being completely worried about being completely um, being very much attuned and aware to one's own frailties and weaknesses. And that's what the Lukas Shnias are about. That's what Tirashpalpeh is. Kibroev what's Tirchbalpeh? is you can't trust yourself anymore. You can't trust yourself anymore. You can't trust yourself to be to be a hair's breadth away from Am Schutzlarts and to be open territory like that. Because you you you, you shouldn't be that's that's overly confident. And so terashbalpeh means you now need Mechitzis. Tarshbal means you have to be magdir yourself with Morgadar and Morgadar, Morgadar, because, and all, every single gather of Tarshbal Peh is saying one thing, which is, Rabbi I don't have a Kachas. I don't have the Kachas. And so the, and so the, the concept of Eretz Yisrael needing to be Muk of is an amazing thing. Mitzah, this is all to explain why the Meraglim had such a problem with Eretz being Mug of Mechitzas. What was the Meraglim's problem with this? Why are they so obsessed so with this? They're willing to go against Moshe Rabbeinu Shlichus for this Indian. What's their problem? Their problem is because Eretz being Mug by Mechitzas is not just, okay, fine, now that's how you conceptualize Eretz Yisrael. No, no, no. That means Yiddishkeit is a Yiddishkeit that that's imbued with this sense of fear and the sense of lack of confidence of like I, I, I need gedorim to protect myself from everything that's on the outside because what's on the outside it might be stronger than me and might overtake me, and so this that vulnerability that demands those machitzes that's what the maragam we're not interested in. What the, the maragam we're interested in is what a <coughs> yiddishkeit of always, a yiddishkeit of strength, a yiddishkeit of returning to those first luchas. Where what? Where it's a of riyah, just open gaze and do it, and and, and and be confident within yourself, and go with tekiyas like that. This is why the kinian that they wanted to do was a kinyan that harkens back to the avos hakadosh. Avinu is called by Chazal. The pasuk can tell him, but he's called by Chazal, Eisan Hazrahi, the rocky one, the stubborn one. Kallah from the from the The Ovis are born are, are buried in heaven, right? Why are they buried in heaven? So the Gemara says Hebron is a Malcolm Trashim is, is a rocky place in Eretz Yisrael it's the rockiest place in Eretz Yisrael why? because the others were stubborn and they needed to be because they were Mamish Mamish Kichot with Chutzlar right and Avramavinu Avinu like, like Chazal say Hu echad mayver acher Avinu looks at the whole world and says you know what everyone's saying to him you're crazy and Avramavinu Avinu says Abba, you're all the Meshagayim I know the truth that's a Tekifas and the Mraghumus said, oh, say, that's a Yiddish kite. Hashem That's a Yiddish kite that we want. A Yiddish kite that's saturated with confidence and strength and being able to look at the rest of the world and say, ah, you're all crazy, and I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of nothing. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fight.' That's what they wanted. That's Osapdoshim. That's Kifas, that's ois. And that's a Yiddish kite, that's a that's an erotic straw with Adnahitis. But they were very wrong. They were very wrong. Because here's the irony of it, and here's the amazing secret of it. With all the tekifas that comes with what would have been with the first luchas, it's dafka the second luchas that really brings out the strength of Kal Because what, what, what actually shows more power? Us obeying the laws of Tarash of Or us being able to innovate and to actually create new halachas with Tarash so paradoxically, here's the, here's the paradox. Is Tarsh Palpeh a sign of our strength, or is it a sign of our weakness? On the one hand, it seems to be a sign of our weakness, because what's Tarsh Balpeh all about? I can't trust myself not to write on Shabbos, so I have to put on me a fence that's called muksa that I can't even touch a pen. I can't trust myself not to eat meat and milk, so I have to put a on myself not even to eat chicken and milk. So it's all a sign of how... We are helpless. But yet, through that helplessness, what the Jewish people found within themselves is what? Is the strength that's godlike. If the Rabbanishim could create a halacha called Bas Bechalav, we can create a halacha that's called Aif If The Rabbanishim could make an issue that's called Shiva and Shabbos, we can create a halacha that's called Muksa. But that godlike strength emerges out of what? Out of the Jewish people embracing. Their weakness and their frailty, and so here is the unbelievable dynamic where what the Maraglim saw as a strength, which is, yeah, but the other the other that way, and what they saw as a weakness, which is a Yiddishkeit that demands mechitzas, a Yiddishkeit that ign- that a Yiddishkeit that recognizes human frailty and human weakness and human. Um, subjectivity and, uh, and dependence on a higher power what the maragam saw as a weakness, that's in fact a strength and what's amazing at that and that's exactly what you see with Tarshbal Pah is that Davka emerging out of that recognition of our need to have Gidaram is itself what emerges out of that is the greatest strength that you mean could possibly have which is to actually create eternal truths, a frail human being that knows how he's incapable of handling the onslaught of this crazy world, by recognizing that inability, you actually find within yourself a godlike strength that brings you to a place of an affinity that's above all this stuff. And this is the secret. Again, going back to what I've spoken on Shabbos in a number of ways. The secret that Eretz Yisrael is the ability to transform Katnas katnes Shavakadnas into Godlus Shavakatnas. Because this is exactly what the Meraglim saw. The Meraglim saw, they wanted a strength, and they didn't realize that with all the tekivis, with all the eyes of the Avysakhta the real strength of the Jewish people is not the fact that we're a Iris. The real strength of the Jewish people is that we're called Sain Kadshin, we're Hashem's sheep. And that's what makes Kla Yisrael so unique. What makes Kala Yisrael special is our willingness to acknowledge the fact that we, that we need the Rabban Shalom's help. And, and that submissiveness and that humility, that's, the, that's ultimately the root of divine strength. And the reason for that is, is because, again, it's a Kala that I've mentioned many, many times. You all know this already. As long as there's any Yeshus, as long as there's some level of you, Anoichi, like the Pasek says, the Katsukar Taish says, Anoichi emein v'necho v'nein Hashem, right? The Meishah says, I stand between you and God. So the Katsukar said, Anoichi, anoichius, ego, that stands between you and God. And so to the extent that a person is able to strip away that anoichius and acknowledge their weakness by, by therefore needing those gedarm of Tarash you actually then are emptying yourself out of any barrier between you and any and you actually become unbelievably powerful because of this. This is the secret of the month of Tamas. The month of Thomas is a month which is all about embracing weakness and frailty and acknowledging that we're not the Baal Ab'atim. And by acknowledging that we're not the Baal Ab'atim, we become the Baal Ab'atim. And that's exactly what Eretz Yisrael is. What the Rebbe wanted of Eretz Yisrael is to be a place of Mokav This goes back to other, other marishan as well. It's the holding of other. Hashem said to Adam and Chava, don't eat from the Eitz I don't get it. If the Eitz was bad, then what's it doing in Ganadin? The answer is, the Eitz wasn't bad. The Eitz was the Mechitzah. It was the Eitz Adas Even the word Eitz Adas means that there's three dimensions. There's Ganadin, which is Toiv, there's Eitzach There's the Nachash neighborhood, which was bad. And then there's the Eitz Adas, which is somewhere in the middle. That's called the Mechitza. The whole inyan of Adam and Chava was stay within your... Acknowledge that you might not be able to handle the Nachash. So don't just... Don't knock on his door. And so the whole, whole chait of Adam and Chava was a little bit of this, of wanting to prove to themselves how they could handle anything on their Madriga. And that itself was the biggest height because that instead of you, instead of thinking that that's going to be the ticket to show how powerful you are the greatest power you have is acknowledging how weak you are that's the great strength that you have by acknowledging that you're not in charge of your life and and you need help by acknowledging that you need help that's that's the most powerful person of all yeah, and this is this is one of those things that you know it it, it you know it, it's an amazing thing Obviously, as you read this at we get weaker and weaker as generations go on, but at the same time, when person has, when person has the eyes of Tamas, then one can see little bit signs of how actually we're actually getting closer to Gula. Because one of the things that, this might, okay, this can be a little bit funny, but one of the things that uh, is unique to modern times is, like, uh, let me try to put it delicately. Uh, is is that? Uh, there's no there's no way to put it delicately, really. Sure. It's yeah. like it's it's like um, when I was when I you know I'm I'm not that older than, than most of you, but like like who who is like the action hero like when I was a kid like with the you know movies and stuff like that it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like macho, 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 right? Not showing any shred of any emotion of any weakness at all, right? You could have you know, uh, a hundred extras. You know, shooting at him. All the bullets whizzing by, right? And he's running from behind his shoulder and shooting like this, not even looking. And they're all, everyone's falling to the wayside, right? Heavy-duty macho. And what was a man? A man what was a. Well, who was a? Was a Gavir? was, no weakness at all. No weakness at all. That's not the way it is anymore. Not the one I'm not doing movies. Saying, sociologically. What, what's happening is, is that as we get closer to Mashiach, and there's definitely a lot of psilas with this, without a question. But there is a lot of psilas. But, but there is something going on, of where there's a hakara that strength comes from acknowledging weakness, and that's a very, that's a very deep opinion. That's, that's 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 it's rectifying the chetayezedas. It's rectifying. It's it's acknowledging that there are things that that. That even the strongest and mightiest of people can't overcome, and 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 that itself is a, is a, is a source of of, of really infinite strength and infinite kedusha comes from that that bitul, that place of uh, of mamash, mamish and so this is the site of what's going on with the morak. That's the month of Te, of when we talk about shmir Sinayim, shmir Sinayim is not just a matter of, of it's a matter of what to see, what not to see, but it also comes with that hakara of like. That you know, with all of my madregas I have to be careful. So then, so I say, ah, the answer is: uh, a human being is a human being, and that's okay to acknowledge that. And that's then that's where Yiddish's strength ultimately comes from. It's tsayn kudshim. This is why, again, by by the cheta Egel it was such an opportunity. It was mamish Tamas It was an opportunity because Moshebiny was gone and Kla Yisro were mamish felt helpless. And so, what they should, the response should have been: Okay, we we, we don't know. And we're gonna call banu shlolem, and we're not gonna panic. We're not gonna panic. We're not gonna try to figure something out too quickly. When, when a person, see, most the most time wrong decisions are made because a person's in panic mode. Why are they in panic mode? Because this this matzav that I'm in right now is is, is 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 I cannot be in this matzav a second longer than I have to be. Like this is terrible. I have to get out of this. So Major benu has gone, and uh, that same, they go to they go to they. Think about it, they didn't even take the t- time to make the chesham properly. They were so panic-stricken. So they go to Aaron Akkain, Aaron Akkain, what's going to be with them. Why were they so panic-stricken? It's because they were embracing that union of Am Kshe Oirev, of wanting to be like the Ovasak, of what? Of, of, of being like heaven, of Mak'am Trashim. And assuming that strength comes from confidence. And now all of a sudden, they don't have that confidence. Mayish Rabbeinu was the source of our confidence. We don't have that, so now what? It's, so, and now what is okay? So let so, so why don't you why don't you bask in that light of not knowing for a day or two, like okay, You got it. You made it. You now know how weak you are. What's going to be without my shavenu? It's You don't have that anymore. Where did I just hear this maysa? I can't remember where I just. I think I just heard it. So you might have all heard it. Too. I don't remember. Maybe I. Said, I can't remember anymore. But there's a maysa that there was a yid. Yeah, there was a, a Talmud Chacham, whatever it is, that went to the Ba'al Shem and he said, he, he held himself as a big Ba'al Madriga, and he went to the Ba'al Shem and he said, uh, what, what, what are some tricks in order to have Gilel Elio? So the Ba'al Shem said, oh, you want Gilel Elio? okay." So he gave him a whole, you know, uh, a whole regiment to do for months, avoid this, fasting, until a minute. Like, okay. So after the months are over, so he comes back, so he comes and says, what's wrong? He says, Rabbi, I did everything mamish, And I still didn't have gil And I'm thinking to myself, my mamash wasted my whole life. My whole, I want a Yil-L-Y-O. my whole oh mamash wasted my whole thing. So what said, what well, you were zekh just now in these past months, but just now, is greater than gil Because finally now you know that you're nobody. And finally now you know that you're nobody. That all your to culminated in what? Nothing. That's the biggest measure. So, uh, you know, obviously Lashem saw that he needed that clap over the head, and that's okay. But that's that's Jewish strength. When, if if if, if Yisrael by the, by with Thomas would have just recognized, oh, Moshe Avinu is gone. We don't know what we're doing anymore. Okay, that means that we're that means that we're home. It's Sein Kachim. It means we, now we just have God to rely on us. That's okay. That's okay. But instead of that, Kshe Ayref and they needed to have all the answers, so they couldn't handle the situation, so they immediately jumped to the easiest conclusion, which is get, a, get an ego in place. It's all the it's all Egel, the Chet Mraglen. It's all this Indian of not wanting Eretz to be a place of Nechitzes, not acknowledging one's weaknesses. And that's the Indian of a bias. What's the Indian of a bias? A bias means that without these barriers, we would not be very comfortable. And so, a bias means that we're being protected. And we're being protected not by us. We're being protected by Eitz and Vavana. This means a human being, oh, we're so powerful, so big. We could not handle anything. We need Eitz and Vavana to protect us. So that's frail, that's weak. But when you, but when you acknowledge that, then you're the Baha'u'llah. Because that's what Jewish strength is. Jewish strength comes from that The greatest hero, the greatest warrior by us, is not Arnold Schwarzenegger that's, you know, impenetrable to any level of weakness. Our greatest warrior is Dovna Melech, and Dovna Melech is Kulay Bittol. Dovna Melech is Kulay Weakness. Kulay Weakness. What I mean, Kuli Waqnus, all i tell him is, is David Melch saying, I, I don't, I, I have no strength, I have no strength, it's all you, it's all you, and that person is then empowered by that to go cut off the heads of our enemies. It's been a hapechu. Hashem shall bless us, Zaycha, to have good warriors like that. This month, these, this kufa of Tammuz and Av, it's a time of of, imakash ourselves, of, David Milch, of of wanting Eretz Yisrael. And not, not just wanting Eretz Yisrael, but wanting Eretz Yisrael, the Rabbanu Shalom wants, which is an Eretz Yisrael of betul and erev yisrael, of 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 mechitzas of kedushas kedushas yisrael that that uh, you know that, that 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 creates a yiddish guide that the more you know the more you know you don't know the more you accomplished the more you feel that you haven't accomplished and that's the holiest feeling of all that's that's the deepest feeling of all. that you and know, the return of all. Ariv wish me shit. Okay, now the on me.